Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I am really excited for this episode. I've been getting a lot of questions about the flow planning method over the past few weeks and if I had a training specifically on it. So that is what I am serving up today. And we're going to look at how a clear vision and little changes add up to the life you want. You ready? All right. If you're anything like me, you have a bookshelf full of productivity books or organization books. Maybe over the years, you've filled your recycle bin with half-used calendars and planners where you've gotten in a couple weeks, but then something's thrown you off your game, and then you felt so bad that you missed that week that you don't go back and finish out that time period. Or maybe there's too many days when your bag is filled with ideas and reminders that are written on sticky notes or old envelopes from utility bills or cable bills. I know I'm not alone because over the years of helping families plan healthier meals, I realized that while some people need recipes and others need to learn how to cook like I did, and some of us need tools and tips around parenting to get our kids to not be picky anymore, but what I've noticed that everybody needs is more time. I kept hearing it again and again. We just can't get together for family dinner. There's not enough time. I'm too busy for self-care. I don't have time to cook the meals that I really want to eat. We are all busy. As working parents, entrepreneurs, people who volunteer in schools and organizations around our town, as loving parents and passionate people who want to explore interests and have a healthy life, we struggle to find the time to make the time that we need for these healthy habits. And I know because I kept searching for the ultimate planning method to make it all fit and nothing is perfect. But I learned a couple things. I learned not to separate my healthy lifestyle goals, my family, my spiritual goals, and my self-care from my work. Once I get it all on one page and look not for balance, but for flow between the different parts of my life, it all starts to come together and make sense. This is not a quick fix solution, you guys. That's not what I'm here serving up today. And I don't really think that anything that really works is a quick fix. Instead, we're going to focus on breaking down your goals and continually flowing them forward. And when you get off track, you have this amazing system to come back into your flow. All right? And I created the flow planning method because it was what I needed. And as I shared what I was doing, other moms and some dads got interested And I want you to keep moving toward the life you want, toward a life where you reach your big goals and have time for family and health and spirituality. I really want us all to have it all as much as we can. We can't always have it all at the same time, but I really do believe in life we can have it all. So grab a notebook and a pen and maybe the calendar on your phone and let's walk through this process. I will share my daily 
planning pages. And at the end, I'll share the easiest way to put this into action or the thing that I've created to support putting this into action. All right. Here is what the flow planning method is all about. It is a mix between journaling and calendaring. It is a way to keep moving towards what you want one season and one day at a time. It's about knowing where to focus and making sure you aren't spending too much time on one part of your life. It's about knowing what little things you can do in all areas of your life that will make a big impact. Little things that make a big impact. All right, here is how it works. Here are the seven steps I have created to move you into flow. Number one, you gotta commit to the four categories. So I keep talking about flow like we're gonna flow, which is so beautiful that it worked out that way. But the flow planning method is, a, is actually stands for four different categories. So F is food and wellness. L, lifestyle and family. O stands for OM, aka spirituality and self-care. And W is work. And we usually commit to our work or maybe our parenting for a phase in our life. And we ditch the rest, at least in our calendaring and planning, maybe not in what we want and what we desire, but we really do schedule out the rest of the stuff. But when you really get intentional about all four areas, I promise you that magic starts to happen. So step number one is just to commit. Number two is get everything out of your head and onto paper. We hold so much in our heads, you guys, and it holds us back. Just the act of getting everything down on paper can greatly affect our productivity, our creativity, and it decreases our stress level. It's so important. We need to not be holding on to the whole world in our heads. It's stressful. So in the flow planning method, we call this transfer from the head to paper the master list. And what I recommend is you just spend some time at first just dumping everything. Literally set a timer and spend 15 minutes just writing it all out. Everything from, I need to write that thank you letter. I need to go pick up almond milk. I wish we had more playdates for this child. Whatever it happens to be, get it all out of your head. And what you'll start to find is some of the things that are in your head you actually don't have control over. And you can just cross those things off. Some things might come out of your head and you don't even care about them anymore, but you're still holding them in your head. So you'll start to learn that by getting them out of your head and onto paper, you can cross things off. You can delegate things. You can put things off till later. And don't do any of this while you're dumping it. Just know that this there's more to this process and it's just really important to get it out of your head and onto paper. And what I recommend you do is you take a piece of paper and you divide it into the four categories. So food and wellness, lifestyle and family, um, which you could just call spirituality and self-care and work. Because what I find is that you're going to gravitate toward one of those areas probably at different points in your life. And so really categorizing as you go can really help you to see where you're out of balance. So for example, a lot of times when I sit down to do my master 
list, I have a whole bunch of stuff around work. And then I make myself sit there. I set the timer for a little bit longer so I can really get everything around my wellness and self-care and practices and family stuff out of my head and onto paper because it's really important to have a more balanced list. Now, if this idea of categorizing while you're mind dumping sort of gets in the way and you're like one of those people who gets thrown off by this, then just get it out of your head and onto paper in one fell swoop. And then maybe you can go back and order it. Like don't let that part stress you out. But I do organize my list in the four categories so that I can really make sure I'm putting focus time into getting out of my head everything I'm holding on in there. And I find that I keep the stuff in my head longer that really benefits me. So all those self-care things, all those things I know I need to make space for, those aren't the first thing out of my head. So part of this practice is really getting all those things that are really obvious to you and really weighing you down out first. And then you start to get to the good stuff after a while at the bottom of it. All right. And do this now, like press stop and go do this now or set time this weekend, like make time that I'm going to spend 40 minutes really doing some of this work and, you know, a lot, 15 of it to this, or um, you just got to make the space for this. It's not going to happen without you making space. And I find that it's really therapeutic to do this once, but just know that you could get into a regular practice of doing this. Sometimes I do it once a month. Sometimes I do it once a season. And if I'm finding myself super overwhelmed, this is the first thing I do. So if I'm having a week where everything is overwhelming me, I might do this daily. It's a really, really great practice. All right. So number two, again, was get everything out of your head and onto paper. Number three is trust your gut and plan for the next 90 days. So here's the deal, ladies. Life changes. And while you may have a big long-term goal or goals, it's really productive to focus on just the next 90 days. We can get really lost in a lifetime worth of goals and dreams. So in this step, what you're going to do is you're going to design your top goal in each of the four flow categories for the next season or 90 days. You're just going to focus on that short of a period. And you can do that like as you start to think about what your big goals are, like maybe you want to renovate your house or maybe you want to go on some trip. So the thing that you're going to do in this next 90 days might be around saving money. It might be about cleaning out the basement. It might be about looking up trips. You see what I mean? You're moving toward it in a bigger way than you might if you're just holding it onto it in your head. And here's where the trust comes in. You need to take time to get still before you know what the next 90 days are meant to be for you. You have to get quiet. You have to let yourself be creative or get creative. You have to listen to what really feels right, what you want to lean into now. This is not something that your head or your brain can figure out. Stillness and slowing down are really essential parts of this process. Now, later on in the flow planning process, I'm going to get to how you might make that stillness on a daily basis. But for right now, you're just going to have to go with it. Maybe that's what your hour is this weekend. Maybe it's about creating that master list and creating some stillness time. Some of us, that means we have to get active. We have to go on a run. We have to go on a walk. Others, we meditate. Maybe we go to yoga. It's different for everyone. But generally, if you're stuck in the chaos of 
dishes and food and kids and loving on friends and all that and parties, that's not the space you need to make this choice. And certainly other people can't make it for you either. And once you identify your goals, you're going to work to figure out why those are your goals. What is going to motivate you to keep moving toward this goal when life starts getting fast again, right? Because we're slowing it down to come up with what we need to work on this season, but life is going to get fast right when that hour is done. So what is that why that's going to cause you to show up to your plan for the next 90 days? You get that? What will keep you going when things aren't going well? Your why can really do that. And if you don't understand this concept, just ask yourself, why do I want this? And come up with the answer. And then when you get that answer in your head or on paper, ask why again. Keep asking it over and over again until the answer really feels great in your body, in your gut. You want to keep asking that question. It might be only need to ask it once, but sometimes we have to ask it a few times to really get to the reason. Like sometimes losing weight, if that's a goal, if that's in the the wellness goal, if that's a goal for you, a lot of times that goal in itself isn't enough. It's like, why do you want to lose the weight? Maybe it's because you want more energy. Maybe it's because... Um, you felt a different way at some point in your life. You know, you really got to get to the essence of that. Okay. So that is that, that is really step three. That is really figuring out what your goal is. And in order to do that, you have to get quiet and you have to understand why you want that goal. All right. Step four, flow your goals forward each month. So you've come up with what this 90-day thing is, what this thing is that you're committed to working toward for the next 90 days. And don't forget, you've picked one thing for each of the flow categories. This is not something where we're doing one thing at a time. We're really focused on moving all the aspects of our life forward, not just one. Because when we move one, we get into that, that habit and then we look back and it can go either way. It can be that we feel like, We feel selfish because we've taken better care of ourselves. This is something that not often happens to moms, but we've taken better care of ourselves than we thought we deserved and we haven't done stuff around parenting or work, but mostly it's that we did a lot of work and all of a sudden our kids are in high school or we've done a lot of parenting and all of a sudden we feel out of the workplace and our kids are in high school. Does that make sense? So it really, this really can hit a chord for both the working parent and the stay-at-home parent. Okay, so you're going to flow your goals forward each month. So you have your big 90-day plan and you break it down and you look at it. So this might be where you grab your calendar or maybe you grab a piece of paper. Again, I'm going to share the tool that I have because I I have mapped all this out in one notebook for you. Um, It's called the Flow Planner. I think I've referred to it a couple of times, but there's an actual planner that does this. You can get it in a digital format or you can get it in a beautiful sort of moleskin cloth hardbound book that has those full 90 days and has all these prompts built into it. But I don't want that to be a barrier for you guys because you really could do this in your own notebook or on pieces of paper and your digital calendar. So basically you just need to have that month view and you need to put into the calendar what you need to do this month to move your 90-day goals forward. So what does that look like? What is the top thing you could do to move your goal forward? If you want to lose weight, maybe in the one of your first steps is to figure out 
you know, what are some systems for that? Is there a cleanse you want to do? Is there a person you want to lock arms with? Is there a book you can read? Do you already have that, but you just need to gather it into a notebook so you have everything you need to do? Do you need to get some meal plans? Do you need to make some meal plans? I don't know why I keep using the weight loss thing, by the way, because that, that just keeps being what comes to mind. But you could do this for anything. You could do it for a work goal. You could do it if you want to create a meditation practice. You could, if your food goal might be that you all get more hydrated this month and you can create goals around that. Does that make sense? All right. In this monthly time, I also need you to figure out what could get in the way. I need you to write that down. I need you to look at your calendar and put in key things that are happening. Are you going on vacation? Do you have a big work event? Do you have days where you're solo parenting because a spouse is out of town? You know, what could get, what could throw you off your game? Is there a holiday this month? Um, what could throw you throw you out of getting toward the goal that you want. And there's going to be things that come up. There's no doubt. You could get a sick kid. Um, you could get sick. You could Somebody could get injured, but we're not going to go there. Over time, we'll have processes for getting through all that stuff. But what are those big things that could happen that could throw you off? A lot of times in the summer, it's like, you know, it's a lot about vacations and being with people who don't have our same goals. That can be really hard as you're trying to shift into a new way of being or a new health goal or a new parenting strategy or really getting more conscious about your work if you're in a workspace where people do things differently. Does this make sense? All right. So what can you do to streamline shopping and the little things that get in the way of the big things? So I really think that especially around food shopping and like household shopping, we waste a lot of time thinking about that, stressing about that and doing that in the course of a day or a week when we could think about many of those things at a monthly level. So anything that's in your pantry, nuts, beans, canned tomatoes, um, things that you just use in your household like cleaning supplies and... Um, toilet paper, paper towels, supplements you might take, broth, nut milks. I get shelf-stable nut milks. Any of those things you don't need to buy every week. You can buy once a month. And the cool thing about once a month is you could go to a place like Costco once a month. Um, we get organic quinoa at Costco. We get organic brown rice at Costco. We get organic um, gluten-free pasta there. But there's other things that I order online. I have my favorite vegetable broth I order from Amazon. I have my supplement and my vegan protein powder that I put in smoothies that I order online. And so all these things can just be thought about once a month where you just pick a day, you pick an hour or two, you check in, you get it all done, and then it is done. And then the only thing that you're shopping for on a weekly basis is produce and animal protein if you eat it and fresh stuff. You know, it's just fresh stuff and that doesn't take time and it usually doesn't get you sucked into that middle of the grocery store where you make choices you might not want to make and also spend money you don't need to spend. All right? So that's why really looking at a monthly basis. And, you know, we're heading into, if you're listening to this when it goes live, you know, at some point we'll be heading into back to school mode. And then there's like school supplies and clothing supplies. All this can fit into that. It's just we shop at a designated time once a month instead of, you know, really letting it slide in on multiple days. It just helps us be more present. Okay. 
So that is how you flow your goals forward each month. And it's really about looking at, always looking at your why and looking at your goals and from your goals, creating things that can, parts of that that could get done this month. Even if your goal feels like it's a one year or a two year thing, it's like there is some part of that that you can do this month. Number five, set yourself up once a week. So all of this, you get this concept of we're flowing it forward. So flow stands for those four categories, but it's also this concept of bringing our dreams and our goals and the things that we really want to get done this season, keep reminding ourselves, keep bringing them forward. And yes, this does take a minute of time. And sometimes people are like, I don't have time to sit down like once a month, once a week, once a day to really recall this. But I promise you, you will feel so much more fulfilled after a cycle of this. You will never go back because there's other times in the day, in the week, in the hour that we are wasting thinking about this stuff. And once we just make the time to think about it, we don't have to think about it again. We can do other stuff. We can go learn how to paint. We can be present with our kids. We can have less stress in the kitchen. So good what comes out of this. Okay, so set yourself up for once a week. This is number five. So once a week, you're going to look ahead for the week and make a plan to keep flowing those same things forward. So it's just breaking up that thing that you wanted to do in a month into really, I'd say, hour-long tasks that you can do this week. Does that make sense? And I really want you to tap into a mindset that supports this that really makes you believe that you can get this thing done. Every week, you're always going to make a meal plan because this really does decrease stress. It helps you hit your food and your wellness goals. It lets you move forward food throughout the week so that you don't waste as much time cooking and shopping. And when you eat better and fuel your body better, you have more energy for all the other things in all the other categories. So that is why meal planning is really, really important every week. And if that little part of it feels overwhelming to you, and we will link in the show notes to a grid so that you have a grid that you can fill in for the week. But if that feels overwhelming to you, there's so many services out there. Maybe we'll link in the show notes to a couple that we really love. Um, there's so many services that will help you to meal plan. And we have a whole teaching around rhythm and creating a rhythm. We'll also link to that in the show notes in case you need more support around the meal planning part. But really all the meal planning part is saying, today I'm going to have a salad for lunch. And in that salad is going to be romaine lettuce, peppers, grated carrots, and grated beets, and an Italian vinaigrette dressing. That's that's as complicated as it has to be. It doesn't mean that you go get lost hours on Pinterest. It just means that you simply know what's for lunch and dinner and breakfast, okay? Each week, you decide what habits to track. So this is really important, I think, to building up things that you can implement into your life over the long term. So a great example of this in my life is a green smoothie. So a green smoothie, I, I've, I've had one almost daily for eight years. I love my smoothies. I have, you know, if it's not a green smoothie, I have a smoothie every single day, um, usually as a meal replacement. They fuel me, they get my fruits and veggies into me, and it's just something that I had to build in. But at the beginning, it wasn't easy. At the beginning, I had to make sure I had the right 
produce in my fridge. I had to make sure I had the time in the morning to make it. I had to set up all these things in my house so that it could get done. Right before I started making the smoothie, I used to sneak down early and have breakfast. Well, if you have a Vitamix blender, which is what I have, you know it's really noisy. And with little teeny kids, like I wasn't going to put that on before everybody was awake. That would be ridiculous. That would not start my day off well. So I sort of had to plan around that. Sometimes I had to make it the night before. So this is just a way... I just make a checklist. I literally, if I didn't have the flow planner, which has this as a page, what I would do is I would take one page and I would post it at my desk or on the fridge, like wherever I was most often, or maybe even in your phone. And although in your phone, you can't follow this through exactly, which is why I love paper. I have a clipboard that I put on my desk sometimes if I'm not doing this in the book. And what I'll do is I'll just draw a little box to the left on the left side of the paper and then right to the right of it I'll put um you know drink my water and in this case maybe I put seven boxes one for each day and then each day I check off that I drank my water or had my green smoothie or went on my walk or for work maybe I needed to post on Instagram or I needed to send um an email to you guys or I needed to that's not a, the daily thing record a podcast and I'm trying to think of daily things that I would, I would do. Um, I need to check and see if people have ordered stuff so I can get those things out. There's different things that come up on a daily basis. Meditation, that's one I've worked on. So it's like, what do you need to work on? What do you need to be reminded that you really want to do on a daily basis that supports these bigger goals that you have? Does that make sense? Okay. That is setting you up for the week. So once a week, you just make a plan. You flow those tasks forward. So you have our half hour to hour, depending on how old your kids are and what chunks of time you get, half hour to an hour tasks that move you toward your month long, your month goal um, so that you really chunk that down so that you can take from that list when we get into the day view um, that get you toward all of those four goals, your meal planning on a weekly basis, and you are creating a list of habits that you are going to track for this week. This is a, the habit list is a great place to add in your doable change for the week. So if you're a podcast listener, you know that at the end of most episodes, not this one, but most episodes, I, when there's an interview, I always end the episode with three doable changes from the episode. And I also have a sheet that you can grab at plansimplemeals.com slash 101 that has 101 ideas of mine. And my suggestion is always to have one new thing you're working on every week. So the, the green smoothies might have been my thing from, you know, six weeks ago. It was six years ago, but anyway, the six weeks ago, and that ends up on my list because I'm still working on it. And eventually that doesn't need to be on my list anymore. I don't put that on my list anymore, but there's other things that will be on my list for a long time because they're taking me longer to master like water, water, you guys, I don't know what my problem is, but I have to remind myself constantly to drink enough water. And so there's different things that will show up there at different times, but you want to make sure to have this list of things that you're checking off. So whatever that new thing is for the week, you might put that on this checklist of things that you want to get done on a daily basis. Okay. That was number five. That was a big one. But really, if you don't take in any of these details, the overarching part of all of this is that 90 days, you're creating a goal. You're really believing in that goal. And then on a monthly and a weekly basis, you're breaking down that goal even more and bringing tasks forward that you're going to work on to get you toward those things that you want in all four categories. That's the real gist of it. You don't have to follow any of my strategies, but if you just know that and you know that it's important to get onto paper, I think that will help. 
Okay, number six, create a daily practice. A daily practice may sound like one more thing to do. I know it did for me. But a well-created practice supports and sustains you. And knowing what you will do and why you are doing it throughout the day really does help keep us on track as human beings. When we declare, we do. When we think, we dabble. That is a quote from me. (laughs) And you're welcome to tweet it out or share it on social media. So when we declare, we do. When we think, we dabble. And I spent many a year dabbling. So declare and let's get doing, all right? Here are the strategies that I really recommend you doing on a daily basis. And depending on how your schedule goes, how old your kids are, when you're working, sometimes I get into a habit where I like to do this the night before. I know in the summer days, I love doing this the night before. Sometimes in the fall and winter, I like waking up early and doing this early morning. It's just whenever you can really get quiet and tune in and figure out really what you're supposed to be doing for the day. So the first thing I like to do is just make sure that I've blocked out my time for the day in a realistic way. So I mentioned earlier that a lot of like the biggest problem for many people in eating healthy is that there's literally not enough time in a day. And that's because we haven't blocked out time to cook or to sit for dinner or for any of the parts that we need to reach those goals that we want. So step number one is look at those four goals that you're flowing forward and start to block out chunks of time where they can fit into. And it might be that you time block based on the four categories. So I'm going to focus on, you know, spirituality and self-care first thing in the morning. And I'm going to focus on work between this chunk of time. And I'm going to focus on my lifestyle and my family at this chunk of time. And I'm going to focus on my food in these chunks of time. So it could be that you organize it that way and then you fill in your tasks Or you could chunk it up however you want. But the point is, is that you chunk up time so you have very specific time blocks that you're working in to get these things done. And it's really helpful. And what all I do is I draw a rectangle in my paper calendar around the time. So I might say from 12 to 3, I'm going to be in my work phase. And then when I go look at my list of things that I'm wanting to do in my work phase, it might be record a podcast. It might be write an email. And I will see in that three-hour chunk which things I can get done in that time. Does that make sense? I talk a lot about this. So I could teach literally hours on just that part alone. So I'm not going to do that right now. But if you don't get it, then keep looking, um, watch out because I teach on this quite frequently and I love it. Or shoot, shoot us an email at me at plansimplemeals.com and let's keep talking about it. Or come, but better yet, come into the Healthy Moms Meetup Facebook group and let's chat about it there because this is a great topic that could really benefit, I think, everybody. Okay, the other thing you're going to get into the habit of doing on a daily basis is write down three things you're grateful for. You could keep this in a separate notebook if you want. It's built into the flow planner. You can do it on a piece of paper and just recycle it, whatever. Just write it down. I love doing this in the morning and at night, but really just doing it in the morning can start the day off so right. And it doesn't have to be big things, you guys. You could be grateful that the trees are green right now or that the weather's warm or that you get a rainy day. Look for the little things, that there's a ladybug crawling up your wall. It doesn't have to be big things. 
identify three things that you're doing towards your four big goals. So you hear that? Three things. I know that there's four areas of the flow planner, but I only want you to pick three things that you're going to do today. Because one of the things we do is we overwhelm ourselves with too many things. And those three things, because not every day is going to be balanced, you guys. Understand that. This is a, the flow is about balancing over the course of time. It might be a, that there is a day that is really work focused and that is totally fine. You might have two work um, focused things and one food focused thing or two work focused things and one lifestyle focused thing. There's no right or wrong to this. There might be a day, hopefully on a weekend, maybe you have no work-focused things and it's all lifestyle, food, and spirituality or self-care. That's great too. Every day is going to look a little bit different. And what should happen is if you were to flip back through all your plans, you'd see that over time you're really balancing it out. And you're doing that because you have this list of things that you're grabbing from. So eventually, if you're all work-focused, you're going to run out of work-focused tasks for that week and you're going to have a slew of other things that you're supposed to get on. Get that? Okay. Block off 30 minutes for the little things. The little things usually mean meaning email and phone calls or quick social media check-ins. Block that off altogether because what happens is like a five-minute phone call to the pediatrician here, a 30-second call to the school here, um, a 10-minute email to somebody here. All those things add up to much more time when they're spread out and we're using them to procrastinate from the bigger things. And if we just set a chunk of time where we go through a list of all those kinds of things, we feel so much better because at the end we feel like we've completed something and we haven't taken ourselves out of those bigger things that are the things that I want to be part of your three things. Like I don't want calling the school to check on immunization forms to end up on the three things that you're doing today. No, that's a five-minute task that you block into this chunk of time where you really focus on those little things. All right, you're going to note what you're going to eat. So you have made a meal plan for the week, hopefully. Um, if you haven't, this is your place to make up for that. But even if you have, I want you to note what you're going to eat today. Because one of the things that I hear from a lot of people is that they meal plan, meal plan, but then you know something changes, somebody gets sick, a day gets busier, they forget to buy something at the grocery store. So on a daily basis, check into your meal plan. Also, if you're buying a meal plan from somebody, if you're subscribing to another service, then you know we're about to have um, Melissa Lance on the show. She's going to be on the show in a few weeks. And she does the Fresh 20, which is meal plans. And if you had her service, I would still want you to write what that means for today. Does that make sense? So you're still documenting it and making sure that that works with you today and your family today. Because otherwise, we don't give ourselves permission to change. This isn't about being rigid. This is about flow, remember? But we do have to recall and get just intentional. This is about getting intentional and mindful about the things that we're deciding or not deciding to do. We can totally change our mind. But if we're going to change our mind and decide that instead of that grain bowl that we were going to make for dinner, we're going to go out to Mexican for dinner. I want you to have decided that in the morning or the night before when you're not hungry and you're not under pressure, like the, you're making that as a conscious, mindful decision now, not 
five minutes before because you're frazzled and you've run out of time. Because the more we can get intentional and mindful as we're going, the better you'll feel throughout the day. Okay, you're going to track those daily habits. Remember how you made that grid? You're going to track them and you're going to document your magic moments. So what's going to happen as you start planning is cool things are going to start to happen. You're going to make space to get to the post office and you're going to meet someone in line who tells you about, I don't know, some camp and that's on your list is figuring out where your kids are going to go to camp or what music teacher they're going to have. And somebody's going to be right behind you in the post office to give you that information. And I want you to start to write down all those things that happen because they're really cool. And they're besides your why, I feel like those are a great thing to keep moving us forward in this process because as we make space for what we want to happen, more of what we want to happen starts to happen. Okay. That was a little woo of a thought, but I promise you that starts to happen. Okay. That was a lot. The today stuff is a lot. I have a sheet for you. So you don't have to take that all in. You don't have to remember that. You don't have to write notes and you don't have to design your own sheets, though you're welcome to do this in a notebook. I know there's that whole like notebook craze right now. I think it's called the dot notebooks. Did I get that right? Um, where you can make your own pages. So you're if you're crafty that way, go for it. Do this. But if you're not, I have a free download. Um, you can go to plansimplemeals.com slash today and you can get that. And it even comes with a audio class, which will even, you know, explain it even further than I just did. But it's one sheet. It has a lot of those prompts and more on it. So it's meant to be printed double-sided, um, eight and a half by 11, and you fold it in half and it becomes a little booklet that you can use each day. Um, this tool, a different version of this tool is what I used when I did at the beginning of changing my diet, when I was losing all that weight, I used this tool of writing out on a daily basis what I was doing. And I just recycled that paper at the end of every night. So you have that tool. It's also, again, built into the planner, but you can just go print out the sheet. That link is also in the show notes, but again, it's plansimplemeals.com slash today, backslash today. All right. We're to the final step in this flow planning method. Number seven, really important part of this step, part of this process. And that is celebrate and critique your process, progress as you're going. And remember that this is a process. It's always going to be a process. There is no end destination. You always need to celebrate and critique. So I have a practice of going back through each day and time tracking. I do this because I do not always follow my own plans and I have noticed that about myself and I'm trying to get better about that. I'm trying to really be accountable to my time. I just try to pay attention to the little things like if I blocked out time to do work and I got lost in Facebook instead of writing a blog post or I decided to clean the playroom instead of writing the blog post, you know what I mean. And you can do this without judging or berating yourself. Just use the information to make better choices next time. It's just a noticing thing. And it really helps me to go through back through my day and just check off and note like, yes, I did that. Yes, I did that. No, this is when I got lost in Facebook. Oh no, I never did feed myself lunch the way I said I would. And just go back and notice where you get derailed because then as you're going through the planning process, you can be a better planner. In my daily practice, I move anything that does not get done. So I usually do this sort of in bed at the end of the day. And I move anything that does not get done to another time on another day, hopefully in that week. And I find that that practice really helps me be accountable. Um, 
to, to what I need to do and the time that it actually takes. And if this all feels crazy, you can do this on a monthly basis, which is actually the practice that's built into the flow planner. You don't have to do this on a daily basis by any, like that's not, not at all um, required to get this, to do this work. Um, you really can do this on a monthly basis. It's just personally, I've in trying to be more responsible about my own time. I've found it very powerful on a daily basis. And just so you guys know, I write everything down on paper because I find that there's power in that. Um, a lot of the things that I end up writing on paper also exist in my electronic calendar. And so, especially around work and kid stuff. And so I'll move that stuff forward, like physically in my electronic planner. So that sort of helps me. And then when I'm doing the writing down practice, I'll go look at that, you know, weekly view to see, oh, you know, I have calls today. And so I can't write that blog post until this chunk. And that really helps me get real about what can get done. It's really easy to lose track of what gets done and what doesn't get done. So pausing to take stock of what actually happened even in a month helps you understand the reason that you could not finish a particular project. It really lets you reset for the next month with a more realistic view of what you can get done. And again, this is a process. Just please remember that this is all practice and process, but it also lets you stop and celebrate what you did accomplish. And so often as busy women, we don't do this. We don't celebrate the little things. And I really want you guys to recall all the amazing things you've done because as you start really leaning into this flow process, you are going to get little more things done you're, and you're going to get all those little things done. And those little things really do lead to the big thing and getting this really celebrating gets you this momentum and it's really important to our mindset of knowing that we want to keep moving forward to feel this momentum, to feel like we have something to celebrate. All right, you guys, that was it. That was the seven steps. So now you're going to put your flow plan together, okay? So you can use this podcast. It's a podcast. It's so cool. You can go back and you can re-listen. You can pause. You can write as I speak. Do it however you need to do it. You can easily put this into practice, as I said, in a notebook. The important thing is you get dreaming, you get writing, and you get practicing. Let me repeat that. The important thing is that you get dreaming, you get writing, and you get practicing. But if you don't like different steps set up for you, I've created a planner that does this. It does this ex exactly what I just talked about. It goes through the whole flow process. It is an, a 90-day planner. And the flow planner gives you the space to commit to all the different parts of your life on this one, on these pages, in one page, sometimes when it's the daily view, right? And there's space for your big goals and the next step to move you forward. And there's prompts to let you know what to fill in on all the different steps of this process. So you can go get your flow planner. There's a link in the show notes. It's just theflowplanner.com. You can get it digitally for $10. You can get it shipped to you um, from anywhere from $24 to $28 plus shipping. It's just the more you buy, the cheaper they are. Remember that it's 90 days, so you could go through four in a year, or you could buy some with a friend so that you have an accountability buddy. 
and you just go for it. And with every flow planner, whether it's digital or in print, you get a course that goes with it. Not that you need a course, but it will talk through all of these seven steps in much more detail as they relate back to the planner. And I just want to give you all the tools that I can to succeed at this because it's made such an impact in my life and such an impact in the lives that I've been able to teach it to. Okay. One other thing I want to share with you is another way to get into flow. Everybody can go get a planner for as little as $10, which I'm hoping that that feels really reasonable. Actually, for as little as free because I've just given you the whole process. So if you want to just take that and run, you can make little boxes and make prompts and do this in a notebook that you already have. But doing things differently takes time. And you have to have patience and you have to have kindness to yourself. That said, I have found that doing this work with a buddy is hugely helpful. It helps you show up and be accountable to yourself and sometimes to your buddy. It's important to find someone who wants to make this change too and who won't sabotage your goals. That sounds really harsh, but even those that love us the most might not be ready for looking at life in this these terms. A lot of people think life just comes at them. And if you're using the flow planning process, you are now inventing your life. You are creating the life you want and you're getting healthy and you're creating the lifestyle you want and you're getting clear about the work you want. And you have all these practices that are helping you to get there that aren't what people might normally think are the things that get you there. Does this make sense? All right, so if you want accountability from me and other women getting into the flow, this is, there probably when you're listening to this might be one little last chance for you to get in on the first round of Flow 365. It really depends on your, if you're listening to this on the 4th of July. But if you're not and you go to the page, which is plansimplemeals.com slash flow365, there will be a button either to fill out an application if I'm still taking those or to get on a wait list. And I will do another cohort eventually, but I'm going to get the first group off and running and we're going to get flow planning and it's going to be super fun and it's really exciting. And actually this first round, just because it's my first, I'm calling it a beta, is really actually super affordable. So if this sounds at all like something you want to do, I have a feeling it's going to be the most affordable and the most of me that I'll be able to give over the course as this grows because I really want thousands of women to be doing this. Um, I just think it's going to change the way we can show up to our wellness. So go to that page if you want to you know, get in now if you've done that on time or get on the wait list if you're listening to this a little later. All right. And again, it's plansimplemeals.com slash flow365. So I hope that this has been helpful. I'm not going to list out doable changes from this episode, um, although they probably would be just get going with the flow and just do the first three things. Commit to the four categories, get everything out of your head and onto paper, and trust your gut to plan for the next 90 days. And this is a good episode to really go over to plansimplemeals.com and check out the show notes because there'll be a bunch of links in there that a lot of freebies and printables that you'll be able to use to get in your flow. 
All right, you guys, I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast, and we have a great interview for you next week. Till then. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple Podcast. If you loved what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give is to share the podcast with a friend. And if you really loved what you heard, if you want to go onto iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review, that really helps us get the best guests we can and improve the podcast so that we're serving up exactly what you want to hear. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Bye for now.